0: Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your sloth Matt.
1: And I'm Luna the Goth.
0: This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, burning it down from both ends. <laughs> we decided to take the first part of our podcast to discuss the COVID nineteen pandemic, how it affects your lives, how it affects our lives, and, you know, things that are within it, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, technically.
0: <laughs> so how have you been?
1: Uh well. The pandemic is eating me alive. I think that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> did, it, did it turn into the flesh eating bacteria somehow?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> don't give it ideas. Bad. No, it's, I just, I've been like totally swamped. My head is spinning, but it's not a bad thing. I'm just swamped. Um, but yeah, how are you?
0: You know, hanging in there same old same old. I <laughs> mean we discussed it last week I believe where it's like it's just that time of year there's no holidays there's no anything and it's just repetition.
1: Yeah, I just I couldn't accommodate a holiday right now if if there was one honestly <laughs> like it's just so nutty right now for me that I'm just like even if there was a holiday I'd have to work through it and that would piss me off more.
0: Fair enough. So let's dive into it. How is the greater Virginia area doing? Uh,
1: So we have 565,270 cases, uh, which is about 17,800 more cases uh, this week. And we have 23,530 cases, which is about 680 more cases sorry hospitalizations this week (laughs) it's gonna be like that um and we have 7,486 deaths in the state which is up 490 from last week which is quite a lot i'm wondering if there were there were issues with kind of like what happened in colorado where there was like a big surge in deaths when they could register them or something it was it's kind of bizarre we were in the 200s um and now it is much higher. But in general, cases are going down week to week, month to month. Um and as far as multi system inflammatory syndrome in children, there's eighteen cases in the state. And uh the percentage of people that have been vaccinated with at least one dose is thirteen point one percent, which was 11.7 percent so creeping on up there yeah i mean it's it's all we're just trying to get this vaccination thing figured out and there are parts of virginia that are just having a hard time grasping how that's gonna work but it will once once we just get more supply and direction and enough staff and 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 but i'm ready (laughs) i'm ready for them to figure it out. Oh yeah. Vaccinate me. <laughs> <laughs> what about Colorado?
0: Uh we're slightly up across the board. We're at uh 421,294 uh cases, which is up 10,000 week to week, which is slightly up. Uh 23,183 uh, hospitalizations, which is up 1,000 week to week and 5,723 deaths, which is up 142, uh, week to week. And we're our per, our, uh, our positivity rate is up 4.6%. So again, we're just slightly up across the board. I don't know what happened or what's going on, but, um, the Denver health did change or Colorado health did change their little dashboard. (laughs) So, um, there's some more info on, um, Vaccinations, so we're still in phase 1A and 1B, and we've had 388,490 uh, fully vaccinated people, both, both shots. So, lots of good stuff. Uh, we're moving on up. Our um, our re- restrictions are now at yellow, which uh means. Uh, they're going to try in-person school again and, um, you can have 50% uh, capacity at restaurants and, uh, I believe you can do house, uh, gatherings again up to 10 people. Ah,
1: right, right. I forgot that was a thing when the holidays were coming Yeah, (laughs) and then football,
0: then the footballs. So uh, we're trying to lack some stuff. I don't know if we're quite there to do it yet, but you know, people gotta people gotta people. I guess. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like we all have pandemic fatigue. Like we're yeah. we're tired of this shit. But at the same time, it's like it's still killing people, and we just as a nation, past the five hundred thousand people have died from this pandemic in this country, which is like more than those that have that died in world war one world war two and vietnam combined it's like um yeah i don't give a fuck about your fatigue (laughs) 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 but not really like i do it's like at the same time mental health is really important it's just yeah it's a tough
0: it's a tough one its uh it's been sort of a heavy news week Uh, talk some about that Um, if you're unaware, uh, our country's gone into what people have been calling 7-Eleven burrito mode, where it's really hot on the edges but frozen in the middle.
1: Oh no, that's not 7-Eleven burrito. That's bad (laughs) microwave. Like, did you ever have a microwave that was dying? Oh yeah. (laughs) That's exactly. I will never forget. Like, I have never had a hot pocket since the day my microwave died because I got home from school. And I stuck that sucker in there and hit the button and was like, this is going to be my snack. I'm so hungry. And then I got, got it and like the outside was like boiling and I was like, okay, I'll let it wait a minute. And then I took that bite and the inside was still frozen and the, my soul died. And I've never <laughs> forgiven. I know it's not Hot Pocket's fault, but it's, <laughs> I've never forgiven that.
0: I mean, it's like, you know, when you get really sick on a kind of booze. It's not that booze's fault, but you're not going to drink that anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to me, all Hot Pockets are threatened to be frozen in the middle. <laughs> anyway, continue.
0: Um, Kind of why I'm bringing that up, too, is uh, Texas is broken because of it. Um, so yeah, Texas went on a full, like, negative snap with snow, and they're not prepared at all, and it cut the electrical grid, and it, they're in a na- uh, state of uh, natural disaster right now, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, Texas is definitely having a hard time right now, and to, like, try to, like, quickly recap Texas's problem <laughs> <it's> basically <laughs> that the Republican lawmakers in Texas um, and the Republican people who elected these people uh, supported uh, Texas getting off of the grid uh, that the rest of the United States is on and privatizing their utilities essentially mm-hmm. um, so it's like a free market down there which sounds good but when it comes it, it means that they have no federal regulations so there was no way for them to handle a crisis mm-hmm. like this one so now people are getting bills like that for there are certain companies that have like again the free market so they don't have a fixed rate so there are people getting bills for like three thousand dollars for their electricity bill because there was such there was high demand so yeah. the price went up and they have to pay it and it's like, no one should have to pay that for power yep. to live. Like, anyway, uh, not good. Uh, Ted Cruz is a piece of shit. We knew yeah. that. Uh, that's not new. Um, but at least yeah. we
0: ruined his vacation. We did ruin his vacation. <laughs>
1: uh, it's like, just, it's so, I, it's so head shaky. It's just like, it is. I don't know what to say. Like, just help the people live like help people live yeah (laughs) that's that's all you have to like (laughs) uh, people need to be able to get access to water Mm -hmm. and power and heat and they don't right now
0: yeah so yeah so yeah he sucks at his job so and should be fired (laughs)
1: i mean not just him so many people down there so i mean and the thing is is that like people like don't forget texas is so close to flipping like it's so close to flipping blue and like the only reason it's not is because it's so gerrymandered Mm -hmm. and there's so much voter suppression so take that for what
0: it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: um, on the lighter side of news, just in the yeah. uh, side of you know documenting our our life and whatnot, well, mm-hmm. we landed on Mars again.
1: I knew you were going to talk about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a new. We did. Ro- we have a new rover that landed. It's got all sorts of awesome new bells and whistles. It used a, scru- a sky crane landing, which is really awesome and cool.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: So, <laughs> so instead of just ha- so, uh, if you remember the one, uh, like years ago that like blew up into a bubble when it landed, so it wouldn't crash and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they found a better way to do it. Is there's essentially two uh, landers, and one's got little retro rockets on it, and it will kind of hover above, and then slight, then just kind of let down the. The actual rover on the ground. Oh. And then that one spins off and crashes somewhere.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so cool. But yeah, we have a new little friend hanging out.
0: Yep. And, on uh, Mars. He, it's going to collect samples, which will hopefully be collected by another rover in a few years. And we'll get our first return samples of Martian soil. Mm -hmm. so that's really cool and it's also got a little helicopter buddy that Hmm. uh they're gonna try and fly a helicopter on mars that's so cool
1: (laughs) yay science
0: so lots of fun stuff there some cool pictures already nasa today released the landing footage you can see kind of you know what what it saw on the way down and how you land on mars
1: yeah that's awesome
0: so yay mars
1: yay mars (laughs)
0: So what's new in Luna's world?
1: Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Not really anything exciting. Like, well, yes, one thing exciting. I have a show. It's a virtual show coming up um, this weekend. So if you're hearing this on time, it's on Saturday, September. Wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) It's on Saturday, February 27th um, at 8 p.m. Eastern time uh the links there are links it's in my insta bio and my facebook and whatever but like basically it's a 90s party there's some djs there's some performers it's all 90s themed so if you want to hang out at home and blast some 90s music and also see me do an aerial act you can participate in the show and virtual tipping is appreciated thank you very much um, but yeah, the, so I've been focusing on getting that act wrapped up and ready to go, um, and work has been nuts, and I'm back in my choreography teaching madness, which is where I like to be, but it <laughs> is madness. Um, so yeah, that, I've just been busy, which is, is what it is. What about you? Is
0: your 90s dance done to the Macarena?
1: It is not done to the Macarena and it will never be done to the Macarena. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) All right. Hit me baby one more time. It is then.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Also no, but maybe someday, but no. (laughs)
0: Uh, So, uh, my band played a show this past Friday. Uh, that went over really well. Pretty good. Um, we got bumped to be headliners kind of last minute. So that was fun, (laughs) which, uh, it, it's it's kind of nice, but in, in a local sense, it's not as, like, big as, like, a headlining in a national act, you know? Cause, oh, well, yeah. yeah, more people take off. <laughs> right. No, you know, and, you know, then I have to, you know, we have to stick around the entire show, so, you know, we're there for six hours. Not that if we played middle, we would still stick around for the other bands, because you don't want to be a dick right, like that, right. so we would have been stuck either way, but, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, I hear ya. I hear ya.
0: But it was fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Good stuff. So we'll have a vi- Actually, we do have one video up already from that show up on our Facebook, if you want to see that. Nice. And bes- I haven't
1: been on social media barely at all, except to promote my, <laughs> I, like, log in to be like, <laughs> come to my thing, goodbye. So I need to actually go on social media and see what other people are doing.
0: Just, Just gotta comb quickly through. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for me so let's dive into our topic or topics sort of uh what are we talking about this week
1: uh so this week we're going to talk about one of the most vulnerable populations in the country that is uh and this population is particularly vulnerable during a pandemic and that is people who are who are experiencing homelessness um Something that I think is worth mentioning uh, is that I've kind of recently, but not really, uh, learned that the term homeless can be dehumanizing when referring to a group of people as a monolith. Os- often in derogatory terms, we've all heard people, you know, mm-hmm. talk about how terrible the homeless are, and blah, 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 blah uh, and how much they are a burden and stuff like that. And it, it does. It dehumanizes the people that you're talking about. You're yeah just talking about a general group and you're not thinking about these individuals so a lot of people have been starting to shift their language um to talk about uh people experiencing homeless homelessness uh by mentioning person first language like individuals people neighbors those who are struggling with homelessness etc um obviously I think a lot of people, or not a lot of people, maybe a lot of people. I, <laughs> I think people sometimes are like, oh, what, now homeless is a bad word? And it's like, no, homeless is a word. It it, it, it describes a thing. Just don't use it as a slur. Like, yeah. don't use it to be an asshole, essentially. So don't be that person. Unless you are that person, and then I have other words for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sort of see it like uh, the word oriental. You can use it to describe a art type or a... You know, a style, but not a person,
1: yeah, yeah, not not a person, not people, not yeah, yeah. it's don't don't be that person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is my PSA. Um, all right, so I think the main thing at, well, I think one thing that I also want to highlight before we move on is that homelessness can happen to anyone under the wrong circumstances or the right wrong circumstances uh like it all it takes for anyone is just the right disasters to hit in the wrong order at the wrong time and suddenly your roof might not be over your head anymore and for a lot of people one of those disasters was the pandemic um so according to United Way, the following cities are the top 10 cities with the most eviction filings during the COVID-19 pandemic, and that's Phoenix, Arizona, Houston, Texas, and this is in order from most least uh, that are the top 10. So Phoenix, Houston, Memphis, Tennessee, Fort Worth, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Tampa, Florida, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Greenville, um, South Carolina, and Richmond, Virginia. And during the pandemic, shelters were forced to reduce capacity because of social distancing and mm-hmm. all of that, which makes it even harder for people to find a safe place um, during all of this entire pandemic, and including the winter. Yeah. Um, because homelessness is often linked to job loss, the following states have the highest unemployment rates during the pandemic. And they are Hawaii, Nevada, uh, New York, Louisiana, California, Puerto Rico, DC, um, New Jersey, New Mexico, and Arizona. So because states are unable to provide extensive reports to these communities, it grows more and more likely every day that chronic homelessness will prevail across these states even after the pandemic is over yeah um, which is tragic frankly like to think that a US citizen or any citizen in whatever state whatever city whatever county whatever community you live in as small or large can come by I mean extenuating hardship mm-hmm. lose their home and then, not be able to find a path back to having a roof over their heads again, yeah, like that it shouldn't be that way, um so says I, me, <laughs> all knowing, <laughs> but really, i just I don't think it should be um so how can the house the unhoused get medical care i I wasn't quite sure of this answer. Um, so I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. Uh, health centers that are dedicated to helping those experiencing homelessness and and other at-risk populations receive funding known as 330H funding. Um, these health centers had to start closing because of increased costs due to the pandemic. Think like PPE, more staff because of higher volume of patients, etc. And they were struggling with social distancing requirements. Across the U.S., about 400 health centers close per month during the pandemic, wow. um, and of course, a lot of those are the ones that receive this type of funding to help people that need it most. Mm-hmm. Um, alongside that, the positive the positivity rate among those in at risk and homeless communities hovers around 9 to 12%. So when I said that this is a vulnerable population, particularly during a pandemic, that's exactly what I meant. Um so with that background, Matt, why don't you take it away?
0: So uh with all that kind of said, you know, how do how do we get the homeless people the vaccine and how do we protect them against COVID-19? So, um, there's not one good real answer for it. So (laughs) this what I know, right? (laughs) The CDC has a fun little page, um, kind of a a fact page for vaccine for people experiencing homelessness. Um, but it's a lot of flowery, flowerly language without any real information once you kind of parse through it. So, um, th- it, they want uh, people that work in homeless shelters to be in phase 1C of every state's uh, vaccine rollout as they're considered essential workers. Um, okay. So, that's the main part, but actually giving it to homeless people, it's just said um, as soon as possible.
1: <laughs> cool. Cool. So. That seems like a great policy.
0: <laughs> so it's left on earth. I know it's left up to individual states to figure out if and when they're going to give homeless people uh, the vaccine. Now, they did say the best way to uh, give out the vaccine to homeless people is to use homeless shelters. Um rather than, you know, kind of doing it out on the street or, you know, trying to hunt down people is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like you, you ask people to opt in if they want the vaccine, then here, here it is. It's easily accessible. It's free. Mm-hmm. Come get it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. but that has its own problems with, you know, cause we need the two doses. You have to go back in two weeks and get it mm-hmm. again. And homeless people, some people that are homeless, uh, may not necessarily be able to return to the exact same homeless shelter in two weeks, mm-hmm. and um, there's no real answer for that either. It's just yeah, um, pointing out like, yeah, that's that's kind of a problem.
1: This is a problem. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I've been looking up what other kind of states have been doing, and uh, Colorado's not great. Um, so Uh-oh. Mayor Hancock asked Governor Polis to you know push up homeless people. Are people experiencing homelessness up on the list of people needing vaccines? And Paula said, "Nah." Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. He said we'll uh, they they'll fall under the same reg- uh, you know regulations as everyone else, where you know it's age and uh, health concern related. Oh my gosh.
1: I guess I mean, I, on one hand, it's like okay, we don't have a lot of vaccines yet. We should get the people that are older first including those that are homeless but at the same time it's like the like i said the positivity rate is so high in this population yep like oh that sucks yeah
0: we had uh 26 major outbreaks in homeless communities um Ah. so yeah i don't know what's gone there um so some states um uh like um sorry had some of this up and closed it on accident. <laughs> uh, so Gremlins. North Carolina is sending out uh, what they're calling uh strike teams of firefighters and paramedics to, strike right? teams. <laughs> good God. <laughs> I know. It's like, you, maybe check your wording on that again. Why don't you try that yeah, one? Yeah. I don't know about that, but they're kind of setting up in places and just like offering it as much as possible. Um, Spokane, Washington has been already started to give homeless people uh, vaccines. That's good. And uh, California as well. And
1: so you said their teams are, do you know if like all of these people are like, are they, are they nonprofits? Are they just firefighters and EMTs? Are the police involved, is my main question.
0: <laughs> North Carolina, <laughs> the police are not involved. It is just firefighters and paramedics. Okay, that's good. Um, California, uh, I think they're just doing the homeless shelter one. So it's just okay. people that, uh, so if, if there's any registered health workers, uh, they're allowed to give out the vaccine at homeless shelters and, oh, cool. you know, they can get paramedics in to do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. cause you don't need a whole lot of, um, you know, licensing or whatever to give a vaccine. You do right. you do need some. You just can't be handing them out willy nilly. But
1: <laughs> what? What do you mean?
0: I'm not trusting you to give me give me my vaccine. I'm just throwing that out. I there.
1: just wonder if it works if you put it in your eyeball. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know if they did those tests or whatever, but. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so um. So yeah, it's like most things with this pandemic. It's kind of a clusterfuck. Um, and it it all depends on what each state is doing, and you know some states are real dicks to homeless people experiencing homelessness and
1: yeah, Colorado I, is one of those I, I, well, Colorado has a long history <laughs> of being i like what was it twenty nineteen there's like all the footage of d p d like Pulling blankets off of homeless people in the middle of winter and stuff. Yep. Like, what is wrong with you, (laughs) you assholes? Like, I just, I don't know. It's such a, I mean, obviously, like, this is another one of those areas where class, you know, is this um, it's not invisible. It's like. Mm -hmm. It's so obvious, but it's so insidious, and people like just want to pretend like, oh, classism isn't a problem, it's whatever, but it's, no, we have a caste system in America, yeah. it works really well to hold it in place, like, stop it. Uh... Yeah, now <laughs> I can see. If I ever run for
0: office, that's going to be my... <laughs> Yeah, I can already see in, you know, the comments of uh, various news things of like, why should they get a shot when I can't even get a shot yet? And it's like, that's because they're in more danger than you. You can stay home. I can stay home all day and not see people. I'm not that much a risk They're They're already shoved into as many small places as humanly possible because that's what we do so they need it more you know they need it sooner kind of thing
1: yeah it's that's tough it's just it all is. tough um so essentially because like you said Matt like everything is up to the states in for how to help uh like communities and at-risk communities, including homeless communities. And so I guess, I mean, if you want to help, because I wish there was just like a, right. go here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you're interested in helping this population, I would recommend you looking up and verifying a local nonprofits um, in the communities that you care about most, I would... I mean, now's a great time to look around where you live and your neighborhood, your your county, wherever you are, um, and see what's going on there and where the local shelters are, what they need. Uh, definitely check your nonprofits to make sure they're not trash yeah. uh, before you start giving people money. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's not. There's no easy, clean answer, and that's that's unfortunately how these conversations almost always end. Uh, when talking about communities that are at risk or vulnerable, is like one of the reasons they are vulnerable is because aid is not readily available in an easy, accessible way. It's often patchworked among different groups and organizations Mm -hmm. and offices and weird buildings that have staff of three and a packed full email inbox. So (laughs) you (laughs) kind of got to do a little bit more legwork, but I mean, when, when you're trying to save people, it's, it's worth it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, not, uh, not a whole lot of good news, but hopefully, um, you know, we'll get it out to the people that need the vaccine sooner than later.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we are not necessarily a good news podcast. (laughs) Um, Fair enough. So if you came here for your good news dose, uh, sorry, bud. (laughs) What I would say is that we are just two friends chronicling our lives in this extraordinary time. And part of that is, talking about how this pandemic has been impacting everyone and everything um and that includes this community so if you're very passionate about this uh check it out look into it yeah hopefully we shed some light on something
0: for sure so let's get into our distractions what are we doing to distract ourselves away from the fact that we're not getting a vaccine yet (laughs)
1: I know. Um, so I mean, like I mentioned, I've been crazy busy, but I did force myself to take a day off yesterday, which was a very good idea. Um, <laughs> I was getting close to like just keeling over. <laughs> like my husk of a body would be in the corner along with like all the dust bunnies. Um, so yeah, it's, I forced my day to take, forced myself to take a day off yesterday, and I spent it with my partner. And I actually ended up working half the day anyway, editing a video. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) I did get some downtime. And we ended up binging the first season of Servant, which is uh, that show that um, M. Night Shyamalan is a producer on. It's on Apple TV. And um, it's really good. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really like
1: it it's really <laughs> creepy I I didn't know what I would what to expect but like it the pacing is really good like it there was a good payoff and now I'm like interested in season two so that was like a really nice like okay I'm taking a day and we're just gonna binge the crap out of the show and it was glorious so yay binging and now I have to go back to a crazy <laughs> work schedule and all I want to do is lay on the couch and binge things and eat snacks, but unfortunately, that doesn't pay the bills. So not yet. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> what about you? What are you distracting yourself with?
0: Oh, so many things. Um... Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you want a good follow on Twitter, uh, there's a girl named Jode. Uh, she's this Canadian chick, and all she does is post super positive videos um hmm. and like every morning she's like i am with my cup of coffee everyone have a great day stay awesome and it's just like super wholesome and there's like
1: <laughs> there's
0: like That's nothing great. objectionable about it uh yeah. So if you'd like at super 81 uh, how do you spell Jode? uh well she spells it jude on her thing but anyways uh g-u-d-e so s-u-p-e-r j-u-d-e-8-1 okay cool. super super wholesome and fun
1: nice
0: um on top of that i've weirdly gotten back into hero clicks and i know i shouldn't because every time i do i buy too many and i never actually use them so <laughs> okay well i'm glad we were here for that whole
1: conversation went mad with himself (laughs)
0: um it's a tabletop game um sort of in the vein of dungeons and dragons but far less involved um like the games only last like an hour but it's one where you can set up your own rules um, but you use actual tokens that are all superheroes and your hp is based on this little disc on the bottom of the character that you spin and, you know, you lose, you know, you lose powers and gain powers. It's it's really fun and interesting, but it's hard to get people into.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear that. It's like, I, fortu- uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not sure. I don't have, like, a tabletop game that I love that's not D&D like, <laughs> like I've, I've played them and I, and I enjoy them and stuff like that but I never got into into anything and I'm thankful for that because then I would have that problem I yeah. have that problem with D&D where it's like no D&D is really fun come do it yeah and people are like oh, I don't know it sounds complicated and I'm like it, it's not that complicated you just have to do all of this math <laughs> to create your character and then you have to do all this other math to even understand how to battle and do spells or create, you know, calculate damage yeah. and stuff like that. And then they're like, fuck you. But <laughs> it's actually really not that hard once you figure it out. You just got to hang in there for, like, the first day. And then once your character is created and you, like, play a little bit, even if it's, like, not very much, then it's worth it. But, yeah. I And that's the biggest one ever. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that for one of the smaller ones? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't know. And, but and, yeah, yeah I, I I hear you. I know <laughs> nothing about it. it. Sounds really complicated.
0: Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it's not one we could play remotely, though, because you need to, have, there, there's actual feelies. There's cards and stuff you got to actually have. Mm-hmm. And it'd be... You can figure it out if you need to. Anyways, <laughs> but it scratches too many itches for me and it becomes a problem because it's also collectible because you get booster oh. packs and they all have like rare ones and super rares. And, oh, no. And then it's also all superheroes. Yeah, so and it's like...
1: You are like their target market yep. 100%, aren't you?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that sucks. So, I don't know. I might... I don't know. I'm trying to get back into it, but also not. But also it's like, oh, it's really fun. <laughs>
1: you sound like this sounds like you're like close to using again. Right. Like. Well, I'm trying to get into it, but it's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we're here for you if you need to be drug out of a hero clicks
0: hole. <laughs> if I only use on Tuesdays and Fridays, I'll be okay. <laughs>
1: Man, I'm telling you like those games are so freaking fun. Yeah. I could see myself falling into a hole of like playing way more than I should, and not and like not having any real responsibilities. Oh yeah. in life. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, I have a lot of responsibilities, and it sucks because that means it's so hard to schedule time to actually play any tabletop ever. Yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Anywho, it's um, besides that. Uh, Black Lightning kicked back off again. And so oh, I've been watching cool. that. had very charged imagery right off on the first episode of the season. So they're, they're good. They always do that. Did
1: you mean to use the word charged?
0: Ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, the f- like, first or second scene in the first episode, uh, a bunch of white cops are beating on a black kid, and he goes to try and stop them plane closed and they pull guns on him and it's like yep that's black lightning like they have not shied yep. away from anything
1: yep yep
0: uh so that's been good and then i uh, i'm watched more movies into my various universities that i've been getting into i watched furious uh-huh. seven which is the last paul walker fast and the furious
1: oh snap end of an era
0: yep they tried to make me feel sad And, like, it's said that he died, but his character sucked. So. (laughs) That's
1: pretty funny. Brian,
0: who's his character, is terrible and probably the worst character, except for Roman, who's Tyrese's character. They're both the worst. That's why Too Fast, Too Furious is one of the worst ones, because it's just those two. (laughs) And you're like, uh I don't know. And you're like, the whole ending is all sad, and it's all the clips of Paul Walker over all of them. And you're like, yeah, I get it, but I hate Brian, and I'm kind of glad he's
1: gone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go, guys. You have your uh, hot take on uh, Matt's feelings towards <laughs> the show.
0: And then I uh, uh, got a little bit farther into the Conjuring universe and watched Conjuring 2. And mm, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. The story behind the actual story is almost more interesting, but also not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was like one of the most easily proven hoaxes <laughs> that's ever been done. Yeah. And they made this whole big movie <laughs> over it. Uh, yeah. It is what it is, but... Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. So nice. let's get into our favorite part of the show. Only in a pandemic. Or
1: major civil unrest.
0: <laughs> only in a pandemic. <laughs> Stories so that can only happen in a pandemic or major civil unrest. What do you got for us?
1: Um, So only in a pandemic do I find myself missing people's faces. Hmm. I thought about this the other day, and I was like, I have only seen, like, a handful of people's faces. The people that I, you know, my clients and stuff, because we're on video. You, I see your face, because yeah. we're on video right now. I see, um, like, the a few people that I, like, have, like, outdoor hangs with every once in a while. Like, I've seen their faces. But otherwise, it's just all pictures and masks. Yeah. I actually know what people look like. You can touch up a picture like crazy. Do they really look like that? I don't really. I don't remember what anybody's face looks like anymore. (laughs) Like it's so weird. I was like just looking around at some of my students, and I'm like, "What do you look like?" And then one of my students, she was doing a skill, and her mask fell off, and I was like, "Oh, I would never have recognized you." if you didn't have your mask on this is nuts (laughs) like yeah anyway um so yes i find myself pondering (laughs) what what people's faces look like after all this time
0: (laughs) that's that's fair yeah what about you uh only in a pandemic does the grocery store somehow get even more annoying (laughs) So huh? mine's got the, the, like, you're supposed to only go up this aisle and down this aisle or whatever, right? Okay. And I've been following that. I try and, you know, follow the rules and stay away from people and get through it all quick. Yesterday, for some damn reason, every single person was going the wrong way down the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like...
1: I'm totally that person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to do it. It's just I go down the aisle and inevitably I look down and the arrows are going the wrong way. And I'm like, God damn it. And then I go down the next one and it's the wrong bit. Because I'm not thinking about aisle lanes. I'm thinking about what I need to get. So I'm always that person. You can blame me.
0: (laughs) Well, see, I, I took so much work because they're actually the opposite of what I used to do. So it throws mm. me off already. And then I used to be like you where I'd be like, no, I don't need to go down that aisle. There's nothing down there for me. But now, mm-hmm. like, I've trained myself over this, you know, 11 months to, like, <laughs> all right, at least these five. I have to go up all five of these just to keep the order.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. It's like every time
0: I'd pull out, just someone's kind of, like, swinging around. The guy going, Yeah. <laughs> And it's, like, one of those things it's not worth pointing out, but you're just sort of, like, mm.
1: Grumbling inside. That's hilarious. I think this is one of, another one of our, like, personality differences yeah. things where you're, like, I'm going to try to figure this out. And I'm going to do it in an orderly, predictable fashion every time. And I'm, like, did I get, ec- no, let me go back to aisle three. And then maybe, I mean, I get tons of steps in the grocery store. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm systematic. I know exactly what I need and where I'm going.
1: I usually start that way. Like, I start... Like, if I have a list in my head, I'm like, okay, I'll start over here and I'll go over there. And inevitably, I'll be like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I Maybe we should do a poll. <laughs> and find out what people are like. Are you a follow-all-of-the-lanes person? Or are you a... Oops, I'm in the wrong lane every time.
0: <laughs> and for a second, only in a pandemic story. Ooh, um, bonus. bonus one. <laughs> <laughs> only in a pandemic, does touching people at a show bother me more than it does at a regular show back in the day? Oh <laughs>
1: well, yeah. There's an awful lot like of it.
0: people like wanting to shake hands and stuff after our set and I'm like, "No."
1: What? No, we don't shake hands anymore. I thought we agreed as a society. Me too, but apparently. It's like not a thing. Bump the elbow if you gotta, if I know you. Don't touch me otherwise. That's what waving is for.
0: And then, yeah, people want to give me sweaty hugs and stuff. You're like, no, don't touch me. What?
1: People want to give you hugs? What is wrong with people? Is there not, like, are there not regulations at the
0: place? There were. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people, not following the rules.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. Like, Fallout has super, super strict rules. Obviously, we don't have concerts happening right now because we can't do people in places. But um, they do, like, right now you can go to the bar and you can sit with your party But once you're there, you can only go to the bathroom and back. There's no standing. There's no milling around. You can't order at the bar. It's all service, like table service. And they do have drag shows there. But again, you can't go anywhere. You can't touch anywhere. Like, you can't Mm. do any of those things. (laughs) (laughs) So, to me, you telling people that people want to give you sweaty hugs, I'm like... (gasps)
0: Oh my and I was God. already not a fan of that, like, pre-pandemic. I'm already still like, right? don't touch me already. But <laughs> especially like... <laughs> That's a good point. Uh.
1: Yeah, I even, yeah, the only sweaty hugs that I tolerate begrudgingly <laughs> is my partner's coming off the stage. I'm like, oh, good job, go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But I'm the same. Like, when I get off the stage, I give you sweaty hugs when I get off stage. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. It's gross. (laughs) But, yeah, I guess I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, no. Don't touch me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's wrap this episode up with our hermit level. It's on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale, a 10 being... Let's go with uh, the old standard, The Revenant. You're out in the woods completely by yourself. You haven't seen someone's face in forever. <laughs> <laughs> and a one is um, your Jack on the Titanic on the lower levels all stacked up on each other and dancing around and having a good old time.
1: Um, I would say I'm like... An 8.5, because I feel like I've been more social because I've had to do some more stuff at the studio, yeah. but it was all work, so I actually just didn't do anything, <laughs> like, I don't know. It, 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 so, yeah, I w- maybe an even an 8. I would say an 8. I'm an 8 this week. Okay. <laughs> what about you?
0: Uh, Probably down to like a 6, maybe 6.5 because of the show and hanging yeah. out with the band and that fun stuff, so... Yeah. A little bit of some people in, sense. but not a lot.
1: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Man, a six.
0: <laughs>
1: that sounds scary.
0: <laughs> at some point you'll get there. You'll have to go to a show like at the end of this year at some point and be like <gasps> oh <my God. sighs>
1: I know. I'm just gonna be a wreck. I'll just be like in the corner, like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Maybe I'll wear like a hoop skirt. There you go. Nobody can touch me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So if people want to uh, hit us up and ask questions and interact with us on the interwebs, how can they do that?
1: You can find us at uh, at Goth and Sloth on Instagram, Twitter, and you can email us at um, Goth and Sloth at gmail dot com. I guess the dot com is probably <laughs> known by now. um if you want to find me you can find me at l-u-n-a underscore m-i-n-u-i-t on twitter instagram and tiktok um and if you'd like to participate in the show uh you can look up fallout rva on social media and look for the show on february 27th What about you? Where are
0: you at? So I'm wizard underscore Matt on Twitter or wizard cosplay on the Instagram. My band is Leonardo Leonardo band on Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and now Instagram. Mm. Oh, and we also have shirts now on uh, Teespring, Leonardo Leonardo band. And we have a new music video up on our YouTube channel, but we don't have enough subscribers yet to harvest Leonardo Leonardo Band YouTube. So we need more subscribers. So go watch the yeah. videos. And um my uh my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. I haven't done much on there, but just stay tuned. I'll have something soon.
1: And there's a lot of back oh, catalogs,
0: yeah. so there's tons of stuff for we you. We've got to watch. over five hundred videos on there. So Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that'll do it
1: excellent well thank you guys for listening yet again and please wear your mask and wash
0: your hands